Hey gorgeous, how is life going? Is your answer to that question, everything is going wrong? Or maybe your answer is, you know what? My life is a mess right now. If life is that way for you right now, you, my friend, are in the right place. This episode is all about the times when everything is going wrong. And I have four things for you to remember when life is hard. Now, my four things to remember might challenge you a bit or at the very least make you think. I invite you to listen in and consider that what I have to offer is worth remembering and doing right now. So let's jump in. Are you tired of feeling you don't measure up? What if happiness and the value of your life has absolutely nothing to do with your marital status or the number of children you have? Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Single Christian Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Sharon Lamar. Listen, my gorgeous friend, I know what it's like not to measure up. You see, I failed to check all the boxes of life in the expected time frame. Then I realized the truth. God truly loved me and had so much more in mind for me than a life of fear and doubt about being single or anything else. And I'm here to share what I've learned. So, if you're ready to discover and live the life God designed with you in mind, this is the podcast for you. Hey friend, I want to start out today by saying thank you. If you have already taken the time to leave a written review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I say thank you. I really do appreciate it. Your reviews are making a difference. Your review helps the podcast platforms like Apple or Spotify or whoever you listen on know which shows are resonating with women and then puts those shows in the front of more women just like you. Single Christian women wanting a better relationship with God, themselves, and their goals, dreams, and aspirations. It's all the things that we talk about here on the show. And so I want to read one of the reviews that the show has recently received. And this one comes from Sweet Melissa. And she writes, This is so wonderful to have a podcast that really encourages single women all over the world. You will enjoy every single message with a soothing voice to soothing the soul content. Two thumbs up. And I just want to say thanks, Sweet Melissa, for taking those 60 seconds to leave your review. Clear back in episode one, I told you why I started the podcast and what I would talk about. I told you that we would be talking about three relationships that have the greatest potential to bring you happiness and joy. Your relationship with God, the one you have with yourself, and your relationship with your goals, dreams, and aspirations. And this episode is going to help you with all three relationships. Today we are going to talk about when everything in life is going wrong. And I'm talking about the times when you say to yourself, man, my life is a mess. Or times when you answer the question, how are you doing with, you know, not so good. Times when you are struggling and feeling you can't even seem to see anything other than everything is going wrong. And I know that you have had those days or weeks or even months when everything is going wrong. 
and I want you to know that I know what it feels like to look ahead and only see trouble, problems, difficulties, and challenges. The truth is, every single woman listening to this podcast knows what that feels like. You are not alone. If you are a human woman on this planet, you have experienced the everything is going wrong times of life. And it doesn't matter the reason that everything is going wrong. When everything is going wrong, the joy of life just seems to evaporate. You lose hope and maybe even your faith is tested. You may even feel abandoned by God or like you're in some kind of godly time out in the corner or something. And the title of this episode, Four Things to Remember When Everything is Going Wrong, is what we're going to talk about today. So let's dive into the four things to remember. Now, some of these will resonate with you and some you may be challenged by. Either way is okay. I just ask you to trust me and hang in there till the end. Okay, number one, remember that you were never told it would be easy. Now that might seem like an awful thing to remember and you may be wondering, how is that even helpful? Now I told you that some of this may challenge you, so hang in there. Let's think about it. All throughout history, Christ's disciples and followers have encountered hard times, times when everything seems to be going wrong. Hard times have always been part of the human condition. I mean, think back, clear back to Adam and Eve when they partook of the fruit and were driven out of the garden. Hard times. To the 12 apostles who walked with Jesus during his earthly ministry on life. You would think that would be easy. You were with the Savior. But no, hard times. And even in the Book of Mormon, which is another testament of Jesus Christ, we read about Lehi and his family. Hard times. They were trying to follow Jesus as well. So all the other humans throughout history who choose Jesus and Heavenly Father, there has been hard. And let's not forget that those who don't choose them also have hard. So as we think about this for just a moment, some questions might bubble up. Why would God simply just not make it all easy? I mean, why do we need the hard? What's the point? And then you can think about it on the flip side. What would be the point if earthly life is just easy? If that was the way it was supposed to be? I submit that the heart is because they, God and our Savior Jesus Christ, love you. They want you to become someone more, someone stretched and molded into a better version of yourself, someone who is evolving, a version that is more and more like they are, Remember, the Sermon on the Mount, after Jesus speaks the Beatitude and then he teaches past the law of Moses, he commands us to be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Now, whoa, (laughs) think about it. All that we were commanded to do that Jesus had just laid out in that one part of that one sermon includes striving for perfection, becoming perfect perfect. And we know becoming perfect is hard. So I submit thus the hard. The point of human life is not for us to have it easy. If that were the case, why even create a world for us to come down to? I mean, why did we even leave heaven to begin with? Why even leave the Garden of Eden? The hard is necessary for God 
to work his work in us for it to take place. Hard is part of life. Hard is the reality. I love how Byron Katie thinks about reality. She says, when we argue with reality, we lose the argument 100% of the time. Now think about that. When you argue with reality, human life is sometimes hard, that's the reality, you were denying what is, what already exists. And I submit that that arguing is a complete waste of your time and brain power. So consider remembering you were never told it would be easy and that this is actually the way it was designed to be. Number two, remember that both the hard and easy allow you to have and use agency. It's because of both. So the reality is we have hard and we have easy, or I guess we could say easier. <laughs> because they are both there, you get to choose. And spoiler alert, listen to this one. Even if it seems that everything is going wrong and you are 100% in the hard, you still get to choose. Your agency is still there and active. You get to choose using your prefrontal cortex, that beautiful part of your brain that thinks about your future, the part that's a problem solver, the part that is a planner, is creative, is curious to choose what you will think, feel, and even do in the hard. Just because it's hard doesn't mean you don't have agency. You still do. Now, sometimes I understand it might feel so heavy that your fight, flight, or freeze instincts are crowding out your prefrontal cortex. But that doesn't mean that you have to succumb to those three choices of fight, flight, or freeze. You can still access your prefrontal by simply doing some of the things that I know that you already are doing. Take a moment and step away, figuratively or literally, from the heart. Pause and pray. Talk to someone who will simply listen to you and offer counsel if you want it. Take a walk outside. Put your feet on the earth, in the grass or in the sand or even in the snow. Listen to some music. The point is, remember that you have more choices than fight, flight, or freeze. You can pause, which is not the same as freeze, by the way. Just like we talked about last episode, when our brain was thinking we had a problem because we thought there was only one way or one right way to meet a man, we can change the question and put our brain to work we did. Well, I'm sorry. We did change the question. And we put our brain to work coming up with 53 ways to meet men. Now, you can do that same process with any hard that is part of your life that you're walking through right now. There is more than one way to walk through the hard. So ask your brain something like this. Given my current situation and limitations, what can I do? And then be curious and ask your brain further to think of at least 10 options of what you can do. So number two, consider that because you have the hard and the easy, you get to choose. You still have agency. You can pause and tap back into your prefrontal cortex and generate even more choices. Okay, number three, remember not to beat yourself up. Yes, Take responsibility for your choices, but only to learn, grow, and change, not to beat yourself up. Now, if you're anything like me, one of the places your brain goes to when everything is wrong is you think that 
you're somehow to blame that you've done something wrong or that you deserve it. And usually, when you think about it, the hard comes because one of two people, you and or another human. More often, it's due to both. You did or said something that led you to where you are now and or another human said and did something that impacted where you are now and then you did and said something that brought you to where you are now. Either way, here you are where you are now. So as you look behind, which is totally normal, your brain wants to shame yourself or blame the other person. And I say, just stop it. Please don't play the blame game or the shame game. Neither one is useful. Neither one is helpful. Blaming and shaming is only going to shut your brain down from seeing all the options that you actually do have. Your brain will think smaller. It will be more limited. It won't be wide and expansive enough to step into the problem solving, the creative thinking, and the curiosity to brainstorm 10 or more things you can do to move through the heart in a way that evolves you into an even better version of yourself. So number three, consider not beating yourself up. Consider not playing the blame and shame game. Instead, step into compassion and grace for yourself and the other humans. Number four, remember that the hard and the easy of life is God's plan. It means God loves you. Now stay with me on this one. The reality that life is not one dimensional, remember it's not either all easy or all hard, is the way it was designed to be. The truth of it is we are God's work and his glory. We are his. We often hear that as humans, part of our human and divine nature is that we were designed for connection. And I recently heard someone say that God too wants connection, that he made us, put us here on earth to give us the experience of the hard and the easy so that we could evolve and become choosing him, following him, and ultimately, because of our choosing and following, return to live with him. We would then, because of our own experiences, better understand him, love him, and glorify him. We would then be more fully connected to him. And that's what he wants, to be connected to us and us to him. I just love thinking about it that way. So number four, consider that God loves you and he has designed a plan that will help you grow closer to your divine identity and potential. Now I have a story to share with you. It's not a long story, so don't panic. It's just a few paragraphs. And I'm going to read it to you because I don't want to missay her words. I came across this story. It's rather a dramatic story. It's of a single Christian woman whose life, I think we would agree, had gone terribly wrong. And her name is Amy Downs. And I learned of this story one day when I was just flipping through a magazine. And I was so captivated about her story and how she remembered that she had choice. And so I just have to read it to you. Okay, so at the time of Amy's story begins, she's 28 years old and single. And here's what she writes. The minute the bomb went off, I remember thinking, my life is over. As a bank teller at a credit union, I at first figured I had been shot to death by a bank robber. 
but I had fallen through three floors and was upside down in my chair, buried under 100 feet of rubble. Then I heard a distant siren and some voices, and I just kept screaming until someone yelled, we have a live one. As I lay there thinking over my life, I had so much regret. I was 28, weighed 355 pounds. All I did was go to work, go home, watch TV, eat Cheetos, go to bed, and do it again the next day. I had no drive, I was complacent, and I remember begging God for a second chance. It wasn't easy. Back at work, 13, or 18 of our 33 employees had been killed. How could I even continue? But one day my boss came in and said, if you had a magic wand, what would you do? And I thought, I thought I wouldn't be a victim. I started using that technique over and over. I asked myself, given my current situation and limitations, what can I do? Even though I flunked out of college, I wrote on an index card, I want to go back to school. I found a program that would accept me, and I eventually got my MBA and graduated at the top of my class. What about my weight? Dieting never worked, so I researched gastric sleeve options. And the doctor said that's good for about 75 pounds, but you're going to need to exercise. I found a bicycle with tires big enough not to pop and started taking longer and longer rides until I rode across Oklahoma. I eventually lost 200 pounds, and cycling is how I met my husband. At 45, I ran the Oklahoma City Marathon in honor of my best friend, who was killed the day of the bombing. When I turned 50, which was also the same year I became CEO of the credit union, I knew I had to do something bigger, so I completed the Ironman Triathlon. I finished last, but who cares? I did it. Now I want to ride my bike across the United States and I'm thinking about also what else that magic wand can do. I love Amy's story, how she kept going and striving to choose. Didn't you just love the question that she asked her brain? Given my current situation and limitations, what can I do? And I love what her boss asked her. If you had a magic wand, what would you do? And she thought I wouldn't be a victim. Now, I am sure that there were times throughout Amy's story that she struggled and cried, was angry, sad, and depressed. And perhaps you have struggled, cried, been angry, sad, depressed, because you're right now in the thick of everything is going wrong. The power in Amy's story and your story is that you can choose to rise from the ashes of your heart Choose not to be a victim, but rather put your brain to work with all the ideas, what you can do, even given your current situation and limitations. Choice is still there, even in the hard. God is still there, even in the hard. And God loves you, even in the hard. So let's review. When everything is going wrong, remember, one, you were never told it would be easy. Two, both the hard and easy allows you to have and use agency. Three, don't beat yourself up. Yes, take responsibility for your choices, but only to learn, grow, and change. And four, remember that God loves you. And I will add one more. Make a note of Amy's powerful question. 
Given your current situation and limitations, what can you do? Until next week, know that I love you, God loves you, and he has so much more in mind for you than a life of doubt and fear. And oh, one more thing. My calendar still has a few more spots for this week. One has your name on it. I just know it. Click the link in the show notes and come see me. And let's talk about what you can do given your current situation and limitations that you believe you have. See you next week. Well, thank you, my friend, for spending a slice of your day with me. I hope that you love today's topic. If so, please share this episode with all your single girlfriends. Also, I would love to hear how it inspired you, made you think, or reminded you of truth. Please take just a moment to do two things. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the show. Until next week, my gorgeous friend, know that God loves you and he has big things in store just for you.